Hallelujah, God. We're going to call our pastor to the platform now to bring forth the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, worship team. Thank you for worshiping and bringing the presence of the Lord in this house. Amen. I first want to say happy Mother's Day to everyone in the house. Amen. Everyone that's a mother, we thank you very much so for your involvement in raising children and in pouring into into children, raising them up in the house of the Lord. It's so important. Um, It's so important to understand that raising your child in the house of the Lord gives your child some foundation. Gives them a foundation that at some point, the Bible says, train up a child the way they should go, and when they're old, they'll not depart. Though they may stray and go away in their earlier years, at some point, they're going to come back. That's God's word. Amen. And I thank God for his word. Amen. I welcome Reverend uh, Aaron Thompson and Katia Thompson with us today. It's certainly good to have them in the house of the Lord. Amen. I see Taylor with us today. May the Lord richly bless you. Good to have Taylor with us and Erica Jones and Michael Jones. Good to have you in the house. And Amen. Amen. Um, I think I saw Josh Smith. I'm not sure, but I, I don't see him now. But it's good to see Josh in the house. Um, I want moms to remember this. Satan may work feverishly to, to limit what you've invested in your children. But you being God's vessel, with everything that you've invested in your children, will soon, at some point, Satan thinks he has them, but Satan doesn't have him because a praying mother has power to call fire down from heaven. Amen. I want you to know that today. Again, we say happy Mother's Day to each and every one of you. We welcome you to the house of the Lord today. I'd like you to turn with me to 1 Samuel. I don't... I like it when my wife's here. I wouldn't mind her preaching this message. I tried to get Aaron to preach it, Reverend Thompson, to trade places with me, but I give honor to my own mother thankful for her and her steadfastness and faithfulness to the Lord. Um, thank, thank the Lord that she invested in my sister and I over the years uh, and raised us in the church. Amen. When you're there, say amen. Reverend, uh, I mean, 1 Samuel 1, 19 through 28. About ready to call Samuel Reverend. It'll work. It'll work. Reverend 1 Samuel 1, 19 through 28. The Bible said, And they rose up in the morning early and worshiped before the Lord and returned and came to their house to Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. Wherefore, it came to pass when the time was come about after Hannah had conceived that she bare a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked him of the Lord. And the man Elkanah and all his house went up to offer unto the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow. 
But Hannah went not, went not up, for she said unto her husband, I will not go up until the child be weaned, and then I will bring him that he may appear before the Lord and there abide forever. And Elkna, her husband, said unto her, Do what seemeth thee good. Tarry until thou have weaned him. Only the Lord establish his word. So the woman abode and gave her son suck until she weaned him. Verse 24 said, And when she had weaned him, she took him up with her with three bullocks and one ephah, a, fowl, a, ephra, a flower, and a bottle of wine, and brought him unto the house of the Lord in Shiloh. And the child was young, and they slew a bullock, and brought the child to Eli. And she said, O my Lord, as thou soul liveth, my Lord, I am the woman that stood by thee here, praying unto the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition, which I ask of him. Watch. watch. Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord. I've given him back to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord, and he worship the Lord there. Amen. I'd like to title this message today, The Greatest Thing a Mother Can Do. And you may be seated in Jesus' name. Pray that I can convey this message to you. Oh, I'm going to dismiss Sunday school. Sorry. Um, I pray that I can, um, I can bring this thought to you. The greatest thing a mother can do. So I was doing some looking out on the website, and my numbers may be a little off, but don't judge me on these numbers, but uh, there are about 79,400,000 websites under the Google search titles about being a good mother. They range from what makes a good mom to what good moms do that makes them special, and some other titles are characteristics of a good mother, three ways to be a good mother, Eight ways to be a good mother instead of a perfect one. How you can be a perfect mother with nine simple tips. Uh, ten tips on being a good mother. Eleven traits that make you a good mother. Fifteen signs of being a good mother. Twenty-one ways to enjoy being a mother. Amazon.com listed over 50,000 books about mothers. Barnes & Noble carry almost 20,000 books about motherhood. Facebook has 113 million pages about mothers. There have been 41,900,000 tweets about motherhood. And of course, Instagram, MySpace, and Snapchat have been bombarded with mother messages. eBay, eBay sells dozens of plates that are inscribed with the words, A good mother makes a happy home. Right. J.C. Penney's boasts of selling the perfect Mother's Day gift. Macy's encourages their customers to celebrate mom with the perfect heartwarming gift. I was looking, and in my searching, I found an old, this, some of us may not even know who this lady is, but it was a very 
Back in the day, I remember some folks used to read this article or this uh, uh, person who wrote things, and her name was, it's a late Irma Bombeck. Bombeck. Anybody heard of her? Yeah, I figured there was a certain group here that would know of her. Um, so here's what she said. When your mothers ask you if you want a piece of advice, it's just formality. It doesn't matter if you answer yes or no, you're going to get it anyway. Uh, how, how, how many can vouch for that? Yeah, that's right. Yep, yep, my mother going to give me something whether I want it or not. What I have found is that mothers believe in their children and often behave as, as though their children can do no wrong. That's a pretty, pretty fair statement, isn't it? No? Okay, what I have found, I, I do believe that. I, I mean, even in my worst of days, my mother was always saying, oh, you're a good baby, you're a good boy, you're a good boy. Mothers are blessings, and they deserve to be cherished, amen, and, and honored. And I believe that. I, I, I give respect. And when I say this, I, I respectfully want to honor mothers that have passed on, amen. Some of you do not have your mothers with you today, and I, I am sorry I have not been able to experience that yet. And, um, and so I don't know the grief that you go through of not having your mother. But my heart goes out to you because I know... Uh, my wife speaks very frequently of her mom, uh, and she has been passed now five years, six years, something like that. And so uh, we honor those mothers that have invested in you. Amen. Uh, we thank God for them. And so, uh, you know, mothers are amazing. They do amazing things every day. In, in, in the first case, to carry a child in your body for nine months, then give birth in an excruci excruciating pain is beyond comprehension. You know, I was, I was allowed to have a kidney stone, and they told me that having a kidney stone and passing that kidney stone was like a woman having a baby. And I can tell you that if men were the ones that had to birth children in this world, there would not be two. I don't know how a woman forgets the pain. I have not forget, forgotten the pain, but women can forget it after immediately after they hold that child. I, I, I saw the stone. It was not a beautiful sight. I didn't want to have another one. But they hold that baby, and it's almost like God wipes their memory that they, they had went through ex, nine months of carrying this child. They went, they went through either 24 or 30 hours of labor or 12 hours, depending on whatever that length of time is, of pushing and excruciating pain and then they hold this baby and all of a sudden their mind is wiped clear of all the pain and all the anguish that they went through to bring this beautiful baby in the world that only Jesus could cause a lady, a woman to give birth to such a beautiful baby and forget about all that pain. Mothers are like glue. They hold the family together. They are. I mean it. They are sunshine. They light up the home. They are like music. They fill the air with happy sounds. I mean, sometimes my mama could be mean and angry at sometimes with, the, with my actions, but immediately it would turn quickly to love, much like Jesus. Amen. But they are flowers. They fill the home with beauty. They are like perfume. They make home 
a beautiful fragrance. They, they are like sugar. They make life sweet for their children. They are like water. They are, bring fresh refreshment to the family. Mothers are doctors when we are sick. Lawyers when we are in trouble. Bankers when we are broke. Preachers when we need a sermon. Teachers when we need to learn. Police officers when we need to be stopped. They cook and clean, bake and barbecue. They paint and decorate. They provide security at home. They are bodyguards for their children in the neighborhood. They have boundless energy and are, are up before anyone, though they went to bed after everyone. They are industrious and frugal, diligent and careful. They have the wisdom of a philosopher, the gift of, of a a triathlon winner, the grace of a ballerina, the, the compassion of a priest, the strength of a wrestler, the diligence of a concert pianist, and the patience of Job. Woo! I should hear some mothers saying amen. I'm just getting started. I'm just getting started. I, 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 I'm going to bring it home here in a minute. But they are hopeful. They are noble. They're encouraging, care, caring, selfless, self-effacing, self and self-sacrificing. In Smyrna, Georgia, listen to this. This is a very sad story I'm going to give you, but listen to this mother who, who sacrificed something. In Smyrna, Georgia, on September 19, 2014, a 33-year-old 30, mother, Jessica Arendelle, dropped her baby in a toilet bowl when she was shot by her baby's abusive, drunken father, who had burst into the bathroom and shot Jessica with an assault rifle. Jessica died from the gunshots. When the police arrived, they found the baby's father, ex-Marine Antoine Davis, who was suffering from depression, dead in the baby's room. No doubt searching for the baby to shoot that baby and kill that baby, went ahead and shot himself. They found the six-month-old girl, Kobe, under her mother's body in the toilet bowl. Still, the baby was safe because her mother, Jessica, gave her life for Kobe. That's a mother. That's a strong mom. Mothers are incredible. They do amazing things every day. When asked, why do you want to be a mother? One young single mother answered, I want to share my vision of the world with my child. That life is expansive, not restrictive. That life is joyful and involves downtime and bad times, but is exhilarating more often than it is draining or exhausting. Allison Hurtado, a young reporter, wrote, When my husband and I first... This, this one's a little bit to lighten the mood after saying what I just said. But when my husband and I first told our family that I was pregnant, a most kidding brother-in-law response was, Why? That's a fair question. If I listen to all I've been told the past eight months, raising a child is all about nine months of discomfort, then hours of extreme pain followed by months of no sleep and the 18 years of unbearable attitude. Yet everyone who has these tales to tell does it with a smile that says you, you just can't understand until you've experienced it. The word mother is found 321 times in in 293 verses in the King James Bible. Amen. Throughout the Bible, we see mothers performing heroic acts and feats. 
There is Eve, the mother of all living, Sarah, Abraham's wife, who gave birth to Isaac at 90 years old. There, then there is Jochebed, who, who hid her son Moses, in, to, son Moses, the deliverer of Israel in the river Nile to protect him from Pharaoh. There is Ruth, the great-grandmother of David, uh, who demonstrated true love and respect for her mother-in-law, Naomi. There is Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist, who was a woman of great faith and spiritual discernment. There, then there is Mary, the mother of Jesus, the young girl who gave birth to the Messiah. All these women did great things, and their feats have earned them a place in a sacred time to speak of, of great mothers. Hannah was a mother whose act of faith earned her a place in the mother's hall of fame. I believe, I believe a good mother should always earn her place in the hall of fame. Amen. I'm talking about mothers who take care of their children. I'm talking about mothers who raise their children, who, who feed their children, who make sure their children are clean, who, who love their children, who raise their children right and teach them right from wrong. Hannah said to Eli, the, the high priest, in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 27 and 28, For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my peti petition, which I ask of him. Therefore I also have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord. And the Bible says, so they worship the Lord there. Right. Hannah appears in the Holy Bible somewhere around the year 1100 B.C. in the times of Judges. The era of the judges lasted a total of 365 years uh, from 1244 B.C. to 879 B.C. Famous judges like Deborah, Barak, Gideon, Samson, and Japheth ruled Israel. The, the events of Hannah's story are recorded in the first book of Samuel. Can I, can I say this? I'm thankful that I was raised in the house of the Lord. I'm thankful that I had a praying mother. I'm thankful that even when my stuff got messy and I got messy, that my, my praying mother didn't wash her hands on me. She didn't just give up on me. She kept, she kept praying. I believe it was not only her prayer, and I know the church prayed, but I, I know that because my mother prayed that, that there was reasons that I never died in the streets. There were reasons that I never died in car accidents. There was reasons. And then one of the things that I will tell you, and I know this sounds maybe sacrilegious, but there were times that when I was on this, the, uh, the edge of death that I knew to call on the Lord. You may not understand that. You may not even comprehend that. You may not even understand how that works. But when you're raised in the house of the Lord, you know that when you're raised, you can go to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And when he steps in, who he, he did not have to step in. I should be dead today. But he stepped in knowing that I was going to turn from him again. Knowing that I would go back to the things of this world. But yet every time that death came knocking at the door. I knew there was a name because my mama had raised me in the church. 
And there was a day that when the Lord got a hold of me, that I was able to know the name of the Lord was a strong tower that I could run into him and be saved. When you don't raise your child in the house of God, they know not where to run. That's why they go to Google. That's why they go to Facebook. That's why they go to dating lines, online dating and everything else because they know not the Lord. Samuel, a judge and prophet, was the son of Hannah and Elkanah. Elkanah was from the hill country of Ephraim in central Israel, and he had two wives. One's, one was, I'm going to pronounce it, Penei, and the other was Hannah. Penei had children, but Hannah had none. Each year, Elkanah would take his wives and the children, and they went up to worship and sacrifice in Shiloh. Whenever the day came for Elkanah to go to sacrifice, he would give portions of meat from the sacrifice to his wife, Peniah, and, and to all her sons and daughters. But he gave double portion to Hannah because he loved her. And he, she had favor. Hear me, Mama. Can I talk to you about some favor with the Lord? I want you to know that even if you are not a mother yet, uh, that you need some favor with God, Mom. You're going to be a mom at some point. I believe that with all my heart and all my might. I don't care what doctors say. I don't care what people say. I don't care what drugs have done. I don't care what the world says. What I know is I serve a God that is able. And He is able to plant seeds. If He did it in, if he did it in Mary, He can do it in you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that if he can do it in Hannah. Uh, you better know you got to have favor with God. You got to have a walk day in and day out. Night, morning, night, night, day, night, day, night, day, night, day. When the husband acts up, you still got to be able to pray. When the children act a mess, you still got to be able to get on your knees and pray. You got to have a made up mind. When the house is messed up, you've got to walk through it and say, in the name of Jesus, I cast out every demonic spirit that tries to walk up in my house. Hallelujah. However, the Bible does say this, that the Lord had closed her womb, but she had favor. In her mind, she didn't have favor because she hadn't produced a baby yet. But she had favor. Did not know she had favor, but she had favor. You see, you know, uh, how many of you know that sometimes you have to go through trials and difficulties even though you have the favor of God on your life? You may be asking yourself, what did I do wrong? You, don't, you did nothing wrong. God may be putting you through a test for His glory. You see, He gets glory from your story. Come on now, somebody. Don't make, me, don't make me make you preach. You ought to already have a preaching spirit in you. Huh? Because he makes stories out of each and every one of us. Day in and day out. My story has not stopped yet. The day it stops is the day that he lets me fall down 
and go into the ground with no more breath in this life, you're still writing a story about the goodness of God in your life and through you. And you need to understand that having the favor of God allows that story to continue to be written, written day in and day out. See, the story goes on because the Lord said, the Lord had closed Hannah's womb. Paniah, her arrival kept on provoking her in order to irritate her. I know y'all don't know about that. But let me tell you how the devil works. The devil tell him, you know, you ain't got no seed. Can't bring no child in this world. You don't have, you're not able. Look at me. I got, look, I got five babies. What the devil tell you? Look, and then you're going around. You, you know, here's what happens. Then the devil has you sitting up here. You know, God, I don't understand a bit of this. I come to church every Sunday. I come to church every Wednesday. Lord, I'm 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 in the ministry. And you give that person a baby? They don't deserve that baby. Let me tell you something. Just hold on. Hold on. You may not understand what might be happening. You might not have one. You might have three. But here's what I'm telling you is be prepared so that you can have the favor of God in your life so that when you walk in and your belly starts showing and things start happening, you're gonna, you're gonna, uh, there's going to be some things happening. You're going to look over at Satan and say, Aha, my God. Look at my God. Look what my God did. Huh? And all you mamas that already brought some babies in the house, you ought to be saying, God, thank you for what you gave me. Thank you for my babies I'm raising. Thank you for my babies that are already up and being successful. Thank you for my babies. But you're going to go through the test. The devil's going to test you. He's going to send somebody to mock you. He's going to send somebody to mess with you. You see, Paniah tormented Hannah. And called her names and, and went on for years. And whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, her rival provoked her. Listen to me, Paniah. Paniah just kept provoking her in the church. People in the world to trouble you, but it's another when the church begins to trouble you. It hurts because these are the people you trust. It hurts because these are the people you love. It hurts because you expect them to be kind to you and be compassionate to you. I have learned that mamas can tear people down and I've learned that mamas can build people up. I know mamas can build their children up to be successful. And I know that mamas can tear them down to be uh, unsuccessful. And I can tell you a child longs to hear their mother tell them they love them and how proud they are. And I don't use proud no more. I use please because I don't want to put any proud thing before me. But I know that, it, uh, that a child longs to hear their, their parents say, I, I'm pleased with you. You're doing good. I know, as a, I know as a mother you can find things wrong in all of us. It's hard to find something all the time good. But let me tell you something. 
it's good to always speak life. My word, the word that I read, which is God's word, tells me that if you will speak life, you'll live by life. If you speak death, you'll live by death. So if you tear down, you'll have nothing but tore down children. If you build up and speak life, they will all be life. They will live life. They will be perfect. Well, they may not be perfect, but they're going to be living good. They're going to live right. Amen. And I mean, they may take a wrong turn like I took. But the bottom line is, if you've raised them up in the house of the Lord, at some point, God's word comes back into play. And you will see them in the house of the Lord serving God. The Bible tells us that, that she just kept, you know, Paniah just kept provoking Hannah and, and Hannah began to cry. And, and so Paniah provoked Hannah and she couldn't eat. And, and so her husband, Elkna, uh, would ask her, Hannah, why are you crying? Why, are, why don't you eat? And why are you downhearted? Don't, don't I mean more to you than ten sons? Uh, you know, all the things that dads don't understand. You know, that's why a man can't be a woman. I'm sorry. I'm just going to, I'm going to be, let me just spell it out for you. That's why a man can't be a woman. They have none of that nurturing understanding. We don't understand that. We think, aren't we good enough? Huh? I may not be your child, but come on, baby. You know. Right? We puff the chest out. Yeah, 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 it's Mother's Day, I know. But the bottom line is, she was like, you don't understand, Elkna. I want a baby from you. Paniah has one, but I don't have a baby. And I want a baby. And Elkna's like, yeah, but you need a baby when you got me. I'm your baby. Nah, no, not so, uh-uh, nope, 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 not working like that, not the way God created us, right, and so, but, but she wanted, she, she would not want comforted from him, she didn't want that, she, she, she just wanted to go to Shiloh again and pray earnestly that God would grant her a child, and she prayed with deep anguish, in prayer, she wanted to see God move. Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. Uh, she prayed before, but this time her prayer went further. Amen. And she had prayed before, but this time she poured her heart out more. Uh, she had prayed before, but this time she emptied her grief of pain out. Amen. She had prayed before, but this time she released her fear and worry. She had prayed before, but this time the prayer was deeper. She had prayed before, but this time, say this time, this time she made a vow. Scripture says she made a vow. When you make a vow, you better be ready to stand behind your vow. She made a vow saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your child's misery and remember me and not forget your daughter, but give me a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life and no razor will ever be used on his head. It was not easy to make that vow, but she made it because she wanted to be a mother so badly. 
So then the day came and the child was born and she called him Samuel. Soon he would be weaned and she got ready to take him to the house of the Lord. <laughs> when she got there, she found Eli, the high priest, and said these words that are in the text of 1 Samuel 1, 27-28. For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition, which I ask of him. Therefore I also have lent him, given him, dedicated him, he will belong to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord. She was saying, I know I suffered long. I know that you gave me a child. I want to hold on to him, but as hard as it will be, I give him back to you. Yes, he was the cutest baby boy. Had dimples in his cheeks. The most sparkling eyes and the brightest smile, but I'm going to give him back to you, Lord. I know I could keep him for myself to enjoy him for the rest of his life and my life, but I'm going to give him back to you, Lord. Yes, I know that people think I'm crazy and they, and they laugh at me and they talk behind my back and they don't understand why I'm giving him to you. I love my son, but I love you more. I need my son, but I love you more. I want my son, but I want you more. He belongs to me, but he belongs to you more. My son wants me, but he will want you more. Yes, my son needs me, but he needs you more. My son loves me, but he will love you more. So I'm giving him back to you. So mothers, today can I say, or can I tell you that Hannah made a, the best choice. Hannah made the right choice. Hannah made the wise choice. Hannah made the godly choice. And you should do like Hannah. Every time I start to talk about one of my children, my, my, my wife says that they belong to God. I, I said, I know, honey, I know, but, but dear God, I, I want to help. I want to do something. They belong to God. She said, you want to do something? Go to your knees. She said, stop talking to them in their ears and in their face. Go to your knees. Start calling fire down from heaven. Call, cause fire to light up under them. Cause them to be uncomfortable in their bed at night. Cause them to be uncomfortable on the job in the day. Cause them to be uncomfortable where they are. Cause them to be uncomfortable until they get into the house of the Lord. Cause them to burn up with fire. Not fire from hell, but fire of the Holy Ghost. This is the greatest thing a mother can do for her child. Hannah was so intentional that she even named the child Samuel, which translated from Hebrew is a co combination of Shama and El. Shama means to hear and El means God. In other words, Samuel means God heard. 
Amen. For this child have I prayed and God heard, so I'm giving him back to God. People are giving their children to prosperity, but Hannah gave Samuel back to God. People are giving their children to fame, but Hannah gave Samuel back to God. Because when you give them to the Lord, they will be like Joseph who said, How can I do this evil and sin against my God? When you give them to the Lord, they will be like Moses who preferred to suffer with the children of Israel than to enjoy the pleasures of the season. Because when you give them to the Lord, they will be like Joshua, who said, but as for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. Amen. When you give them to the Lord, they will be like Esther, who said, if I perish, I perish, but I'm going to see the king. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. When you, when you give them to the Lord, they will be like Isaiah who said, I saw as the Lord. He was high and lifted up. His train filled the temple and the angels cried, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. The whole earth is filled with His glory. When you give them to the Lord, they will be like Jeremiah who said, but His word was like Fire, shut up in my bones. When you give them to the Lord, they'll be like Nehemiah, who said, I am doing a great work and I cannot come down. I don't have time for anything else but the Lord. I don't have time for anything else but doing Jesus' work. Let your child know you may not be the smartest kid but I'm giving you to the Lord. You may have messed up already, but I am giving you to the Lord. To every mother here today, let the devil know that you are not half-stepping it. You're not half-stepping it. You're not giving in. Let the devil know that you did not give birth to a child for him or her to use or misuse and be abused by this world or by Satan. Amen. Use your God-given right. Use your veto powers like Moses' mother when Pharaoh ordered all baby boys to be thrown into the river of Nile. To say to Satan, not my child, use your veto powers and block Satan from having control over your child. Give your child to the Lord. Hannah said these words of our text today found in 1 Samuel. Again, I go back for this child I prayed and the Lord has granted me my petition which I ask of him. Therefore, I also have let, lent him to the Lord as long as he lives or shall be lent to the Lord. And tucked away at the end of the verse of 28, there are some very telling words of the text. And this is what it said. And so... They worshiped, they worshiped at the Lord. They worshiped the Lord. My, child, my children need to see that I'm, I, I'm, I pray for my mind and my heart and my soul, my spirit. I, I do not want to turn away from God. I, I don't want to lose out. I don't want to lose out. You know why? Because my kids are watching me. My children are watching me. 
let me slip out into the world and become and walk away from God and my kids will I don't know that they would ever turn I don't know that they would ever return because here's what happens because they're watching me they watch their parents they watch their children they they, they watch their mother they watch their mother they watch mamas very closely when mamas when mamas are acting up not being right you know they go ooh because see mamas are more closer to Jesus than any of us they got, that, they got that Jesus love that daddies don't have. That's just the nature of the beast. I'm just telling you. Okay? Daddies take, take it to the, to the backside. Mamas go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold up, hold up. Put the belt away. Put the switch away. Let's find out what's going on. My mother saved Alan one time. I don't know exactly he was in front of the television or in front of something and my dad was trying to find it and look at it and whatever and my son got up in front of him and was like this and you know Bishop told him get out the way he said <laughs> Bishop jumped up to go after him and you know little grandmother she swooped in not touching my baby and walked him away he was like I'm gonna get him he's not He's not being obedient, not I, she's not today. Jesus just took him off the scene. He was like Enoch, lifted and taken away. <laughs> I bet he don't even remember that. But anyway, so we need to understand it, that they watch mamas. Because if mamas turn their back on God, I can tell you right now, my world would be upside down if my mama turned her back on Jesus. I'd have to find my own. I would have to truly be sold out. And I am sold out. Don't get me, don't get this twisted. But my mama, as far as I'm concerned, if there's ever been a saint, if there's ever been crowns on earth, there's ever been jewels given on earth, if there's ever been streets of gold on earth to walk, she's getting a walk on them. And she deserve it because of me. She, not because of anything else, but because she raised a child like me. She deserved all that. But the Hebrew word there is, is so strong. It is translated uh, shokah. Okay, it means to prostrate, bow down, fall down in reflective homage to God. Like Job in and 120, then Job fell on the ground and worshipped. Like Ezekiel in chapter 128, who saw the glory of the Lord all around and said, when I shall, I'm closing. I, I just realized that. But, but and like Ezekiel in chapter 128, who saw the glory of the Lord all around, said, when I saw it, I fell to my face. Like the Samaritan man in, of Luke 17, 16, who who, who said he fell on his face at, the, at Jesus' feet to thank him. Like Simon Peter in Luke 5, 8, the text says he fell down at Jesus' knees. Like the Syrophoenician woman of Matthew 15, 25 that came and knelt before him. Like John on the island of Patmos. According to Revelations 1, 10 through 17, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and Omega, 
the first and the last. And then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. And when I saw him, I felt as I was dead. Come on now, somebody. I'm talking about when you come to the house of the Lord, reverence in the Lord, mamas. We need to understand that I need Jesus. Amen. Children need Jesus. Children need to see their mother serving the Lord without any hesitance. And in these days that we live in, these days that we live in, mothers and fathers, let me tell you something. When you give your children to the Lord, I know I added father here because it's important. Not honoring you, Dad, right now. But if you're if you have a, a wife, you need to you need to honor her. I pray that when she woke up, she already had a card or had something that said, "I love you. Thank you for being a mother to my children." If your husband is not alive or you don't have a husband in your life, I pray that your children said, "Mom, thank you. Love you. Love you for all the years you've dealt with me." Mothers and fathers, when you give your child to the Lord, don't live in constant worry. Don't live in fear and misery, but worship Him. I, I don't preach to you mothers only, I'm preaching to myself. Because I need to not live in worry, I need not live in misery, and I need, and I need to live in worship. Because the Bible said that if you train your child up, now... If you haven't trained your child up in the house of the Lord, you need to begin to pray day in and day out for your child. And you need to offer them back to the Lord. I don't care how old they are. They could be 60 years old. Maybe, maybe you never even raised them in the house of the Lord. But if they're whatever age they are, you need to go to the Lord and say, Lord, here's my son. Here's my daughter. I give them, I'm giving them back to you. I know, I know that they were a blessing to me, but God... Only you can do what needs to be done. So I give him back to you. You know my heart. I want to see him saved. You know my heart. I want to see him delivered. You know my heart. I want to see him serving you, Lord God. When they're facing crisis, you need to go to the Lord like Hannah did. And say, for this child I prayed and I worshiped. And I worship and I worship and I give them back to you. If you'd stand with me, the greatest thing that you can do for your children in, the, their, in this lifetime is to give them to the Lord and worship. The greatest thing that you and I, well, as mothers, I'm not a mother, but as mothers, the greatest thing you can do is to give your child to the Lord and worship the Lord. No matter what, or where they are, what they do. No matter how they act, give them to the Lord and then begin to worship Him. God, you lent them to me. Now I give them back to you. Lord, there have been some things that I failed at, but God, I'm giving them back to you. You're a perfect father. You're a perfect 
You're perfect, Lord, in everything that you do. And every day, come back to, the, to your prayer closet and say, Lord, I, I, I want you to know I've given so-and-so to you and I've given son to you and daughter to you. And Lord, I'm worshiping today because I know they're in, in your hands. I don't know how to even end this service right now, but every head bowed as we sing softly. I want you to know, I, I pray many blessings on you as a mother. I, I know this world is tearing down what motherhood really is. I know that society is tearing it down. But what I want you to know is that Jesus is still alive. And there is nobody that can love you like Jesus. There's nobody that knows you like Jesus. In this day and hour that we live in, He knows your heart. He knows everything that's going on in your mind. He knows how you feel about the house of the Lord. He knows how you feel about your family. He knows how you've been raised. He knows when you've been hurt. He knows if you've been molested or raped. He knows everything about you. He knows if you're in drugs or not in drugs. He knows everything about us. And he's saying today, if, if, here's what I believe he's saying. His, his scripture said, come unto me, and I'll give you rest. I think every mom ought to make a vow. I, I pray my, I don't know if my mom made a vow when I was born or whatever, but thank God I'm here. But I, I think that we need to make a vow, God. Even the child that's not right now, I've given to you. I will raise him in the house of the Lord. I will pray for him day in and day. I will come to the house. I will be faithful to worship you. I pray a blessing on you moms and moms-to-be. pray that you bless moms, Lord, right now. I, I pray you touch their hearts and minds. I pray that this word that has been given to them, that Hannah, that they'll be like Hannah today. I pray that you'll bless them to be able to give a vow that says, Lord, the child that you give me or the child that you have given me now belongs to you. And that I will be faithful and I will be committed to raise them in the house of the Lord. I will be faithful even if they're not in the house of the Lord to be in the house of the Lord for them. I will stand in the gap for them. I will stand in their place, Lord God, but I believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray blessings on every mother to be and mother that's here in health, in the spirit of Holy Ghost in them. I pray you encourage them, uplift them. God, we've all made mistakes. But God, with you, we can, we can, things can be turned around. I know you can heal my children. You can restore my children. Pray, bless the mother's faith today. Bless their bodies, their minds, their organs right now with longevity. I pray for our mother. 
and I'm calling elder mothers, Mother Maddie, Mother McNeil, Mother Reynolds, Mother Machonis, I pray for, Mother McLean, pray for uh, Mother Contreras, Mother Jones, I pray for these mothers, Lord God, that in these days that we live in, God, that their hearts be steadfast. And God, if I've left any mothers, elder mothers out, Lord God, I pray right now, let me, uh, Mother Spencer, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mother Thompson, Lord God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray for these mothers right now, the heritage that they have to pass down. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the favor of God, the favor of God, I pray the favor of God on these mothers here today, right now, that you gave Hannah. I pray the very same favor on these mothers today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. altar come to the altar talk to the Lord the altar is open
family and their children and their children and their children. May His favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children. May His favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family your children and their children and their children may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you and within you he is with you he is with you and the morning and the evening and you're coming and you're going and you're weeping you're rejoicing for you, he is for you. 